0: Pleased to meet you, Barry. Hey, you too, Eddie. We're recording a Skype interview, and uh, you're not in Presswich, are you?
1: No, I'm in uh, a place called Apollo Beach, which is in the uh, Tampa
0: Bay area of Florida. Apollo Beach in Florida? Apollo Beach, Florida. Now, that seems like a long way from here. It's... Well, it's, it is. So you're getting me to feel rather envious, but you are a Presswich lad, aren't you, Barry? Yeah, I was born in
1: Presswich in... Uh, in 1945
0: so you're a you're a war child that's right yes now barry you yeah. live in apollo beach in florida um that's, i wonder yeah. whether there are moments when you think oh i wish i was back in presswich not not very many moments i don't suppose <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh too much
1: so some see yeah, some moments definitely yeah if i can see some old friends well a lot of my friends London people I was friendly with have left. I mean, there's the odd one that is still there. But um, a lot of my friends from those days are far flung around the world. But uh, I came back on on holiday, um, getting on for six years ago now. We uh, came over to London and, uh, and then I just took the train up to Prestwich um, for the day just to see some friends who were still there at um, Prestwich Cricket Club.
0: Barry, the first way in which I got to find out about you and your interest in uh, Prestwich was on Facebook, I believe. You were in a group on Facebook where you were talking about your days described in a photograph, actually, of the coronation. and You had memories of the coronation.
1: Yeah, the um, Prestwich and Whitefield Heritage Society, who I'd been in communication with off and on over the years, uh, the chairman of it was a guy called Jack Barrett, who has since died. But he was at school with me, and um, th- that was at the National School. And they sent me a cutting out of the guide from the, the coronation year, where there was a uh, um, like a street party for this was for the kids on Hayes Road and Sunningdale Drive and um, it was supposed to take place outdoors but it rained and they had it indoors at Hayes Road School, Hayes Boys School and uh, it wasn't a very good photo because over the years it had aged but it was nice of them to send it to me.
0: So in that photograph you were a seven-year-old boy would that be right? Yeah
1: About that, yeah. And then um, there's also another photograph that I uh, I have actually, but I found it on Facebook again from the Prestwich and Whitefield Heritage Society um, site under school photographs of coronation year photograph of me and the rest of my class at the National School. So there was there's, there's two pictures of me floating around during coronation year and I think I got them um, I I got them over the internet Um, I got them from the Presbyterian Whitefield Heritage Society um, site then also uh, you know via their Facebook page as well.
0: Can you remember what is depicted in that photo and does it sort of take you back there can you remember the being in that class at the time?
1: Oh I can remember being in the class I can can probably name everybody in that photo well maybe maybe 90% of them
0: you must have a very good memory, memory. Perry,
1: I think what they say is you can remember what happened in your youth and you can't remember
0: what happened yesterday. Let's go back to the National School. I want to find out more about the National School. Where, whereabouts is that located in Presswich for those that don't know?
1: The, the, the part of it's disappeared now, but uh, it's located on Rectory Lane. When I was there, the infant school and the nursery school were located on one side of Rectory Lane, not too far from Berry New Road, and the railway coal yard was towards the back. Well, that's no more. They built. They built on that, and the primary school that I went to there was located next to um, Bailey's Funeral Home and the Foresters Inn on Berry New Road. Now they demolished that site, and I, I can't remember when they demolished it. And I think they built or expanded what was the junior and the infant school on the other side of Rectory Lane to encompass um, the primary school as well.
0: As you said, part of national school was demolished. I've seen a picture of it. It looks, you know, it's a fantastic building. It's there no more, is it? Unfortunately, it's not. And um, even when I was there, in um, when I was
1: there from... Oh, late probably forty nine. I was three and a half when I went there. Left in nineteen fifty seven. Um, it was a hundred years old when I was there. So we, you know, it was eight. What was it, eighteen, eighteen fifties or something when it was built? So it was showing a bit of age, but it was a pity that they pulled it down because it served many functions, not just as a school. There was a scout den in the um, in the basement uh, where um, Saint Mary's uh, Church Cubs and Scouts uh, met. Guides and Brownies met in the main assembly hall. St Mary's Youth Club uh, met there. There was Sunday there, school. There used to be
0: a there used to be a clock tower there, didn't there?
1: There used to be a, t- a clock tower. Absolutely right. And the uh, the old picture that you've s- seen from the eighteen uh, hundreds had a spire on top of the clock tower. Now, when I was there. There was no spire. Um, It was just like um, you know battlements on on top of it. They they probably just demolished the um, the spire. But it was quite a. I thought it was quite an impressive building actually.
0: Now I'm interested in your story about uh, your exchange friend from Germany and how that started.
1: Yeah, that was um, 1956. I was not. I was in the next to the. Well, I, I must have just about finished in the next to the last class at the National because it was the summer of 56. And my teacher in that class was a guy called Sammy Woodward, who was very well-known uh, in Prestwich and Whitefield, played cricket for stand and later cricket for Prestwich. And, and so he left the National after about that year and went to be headmaster somewhere and later got an MBE for his work with uh, with youth and that. So very nice guy. Yeah, uh, so my school teacher, Sammy Woodward, um, asked our class, um, in approaching the summer of um, 1956, whether anyone would like to host a German boy, because there was a youth exchange, there was a youth club from um, a church in the suburbs of Hamburg called Wandsbeck, um, coming over, and I can't remember for how long, perhaps about three weeks, to um, to St. Mary's. And, and to St Mary's Youth Club, and there was one boy who um, they hadn't, they couldn't find, um, they couldn't find accommodation for. So um, you know, I asked my parents what they thought. and They said, fine. So we hosted um, this German boy.
0: Now this was very, you know, it's only ten years after the war, so there were still a lot of reservations, I suppose, about exchange and a lot of healing going on, I suppose. Yeah, and the way I looked at it, and I think the way my parents
1: looked at it and the way the church looked at it was that this was one of the first steps towards healing. I, I, I think it was probably one of the first cultural exchanges between the two countries, because as you said, it was only a little over 10 years after the, um, after the end of the war. And um, so it happened that the... Uh, The boy that we had, I think he was about one or maybe a couple of years older than I was, um, his um, brother-in-law was the pastor of the church that was coming over.
0: We had a number of people... Coming, o- coming over from one back it wasn't just him then
1: oh no no it was it was their youth club so there was probably about 50 and i'm guessing now about 15 people came over and and organized um, organized a, a social program for them we had a a, a reception at the uh, <laughs> you'll get this at the um, co-op cafe in tower buildings which uh, was actually in the main tower buildings before they closed it and it moved to the co-op hall, but that's that an aside. And they organised a trip to Blackpool, a trip to the Lake District, a trip to the theatre, and um, the, um, the rector of St Mary's, um, Reverend Canon Francis Peyton Williams, he was uh, very proactive in that and uh, very supportive of everything that was done.
0: And did your, did your German become a lot better as you chatted with this lad?
1: Not really, you want to learn English. I mean, it's funny because I was, I'm more on the maths and science side than um, than a languages side, but because of what I did later in life in um, foreign exchange trading and dealing with uh, banks in, in other countries... Here,
0: here we're talking about foreign exchange of the monetary kind.
1: I'm talking about foreign exchange of the monetary kind, which was what my career was. Um, I found it useful to be able to count in a foreign um, language. So I am certainly not proficient in speaking German, but I can count in German, and I can count in Italian and Spanish and French. <laughs> and that's, that's about it. Um, but at least he, I know what I'm doing. So now he wanted to learn. He wanted to learn English as well. And even in those days, when um, because a couple of years. Fifty-six. About three years later, he came over again on his own, and uh, then I went back with him to Germany and spent a couple of weeks with his youth club on the Rhine, and then a couple of weeks in um, in Hamburg. And and even in those days, nineteen fifty-nine, on the you know on the continent, I found that the majority of people, certainly in Germany, spoke English.
0: And what what did your German friend make of Prestwich? Did he ever express opinions about it? I don't know. You've stumped me there. I can't remember that one. I honestly don't know. And um, what about you? What what was your impression of Wandpeck in Germany? Wandbeck in Germany.
1: It was in the you know, suburb of Hamburg, like Preston, which is a suburb of Manchester. It was on a railway line. Yeah, I liked it. Um I went to his school with, with him. It was quite similar to what Press, which would be. I found out that at one time. uh, I don't don't know whether they still do it. There was a movie studio there. Shops were similar to to what we have. What stands out more in my mind on uh, about that visit was when I was down in uh, on the Rhine um, because it's beautiful down there, and that's what my bucket list is to go back. (laughs) Place called Braubach, just south of Koblenz, and there's a castle there called Marksburg, and uh, it was wonderful.
0: But of course, there's a lot, lot of history in Germany as well as in Prestwich. I mean, Prestwich is has got a lot of interesting history, hasn't
1: it? It does. Uh, and one of the things, and one of the things I want to do while I'm over here is visit Agecroft Hall because it's near Richmond, Virginia. And I go up to Massachusetts. I drive up to Massachusetts about once a year, so I could even stop on the way back because you know Agecroft Hall was transported from, you know, from from prestwich many many years ago
0: and it's still standing in in america somewhere it is think. yeah
1: oh yeah there's a facebook page um, i i've liked them on facebook so i get updates on facebook about agecroft hall
0: and um do we do we kind of sell it to the americans just like we sold london bridge to the americans
1: i think we may have done i'm not sure but you know when we sold london bridge to the americans they thought they were buying tower bridge
0: would you say your, your experience of uh, exchange with this, this student, this German chap, started you with a wanderlust, I suppose, a, a, an enjoyment of traveling?
1: I think so. Um, you know, I I went overseas on my own, or with him, came back on my own from Hamburg at the age of 12. Um, <laughs> I think people would have been scared to do that now but they put me on a train in hamburg and the train went to ostend and i caught the boat train and then and then train to london and my dad met me in down in london and uh, you know no harm at all with that but i think so yeah um because i well i was still at stand uh, i think the next year i went on a school trip to germany went down to the black forest with the school then the year after that i went with the school to um san sebastian in spain so yeah I think I got the I got the bug and then uh, and then I came over to the states on vacation in the early 70s and um, only really based in New York but took a Greyhound bus and went up to Niagara Falls and Toronto and Montreal down to Boston and
0: Washington DC so um and at some some point you Decided to work abroad as well.
1: Well, it was decided for me actually. One of the um, one of the conditions um, in that West in the trading room there was because they were expanding and opening overseas dealing rooms all over the place was to um, we had to give a commitment to, that we would be willing to work overseas for about two years. Well, you know, I came overseas in 1975 and I'm left out West and I'm still overseas. But um, basically, they sent people for two to three years to um to man some of the overseas operations so they they transferred me to new york and i had a i lived in new jersey had a a year working in new york and then the bank opened a or once but a trading room in the chicago office so i moved to chicago for three years and then um We bought a bank in New York called National Bank of North America, and they asked me to organise their treasury operation of that bank. So I went back to New York and lived in Manhattan and had about four years back in New York.
0: I was looking at the aspirations of the school when it was opened in 1846 or 1850. I think it was in in a newspaper about how it was giving opportunity for children who perhaps weren't as advantaged as others would that be true not in the 1950s it may have been
1: in the 1850s <laughs> um I, I mean i passed the 11 plus and so a lot of other people i, I went to Stanford but i didn't go to university but in those days you only went to university if you're going to be like a doctor a dentist or maybe a lawyer it's a lot different now same over here in the states um but in those days, you know, I left school after after O levels, studied at night at school for my banking exams, completed those, and uh, and I think it was as a result of completing my banking exams that I got more opportunities in the bank to get on. Because you know, I started off working in in branch banking, and that's where a lot of you know a lot of people started, and then specialised into uh, in, into the industry type that I ended up in.
0: Thank you very much. Barry I found that very interesting and I'm sure the people that are listening will find it interesting because it um, reminds us of Presswich in the 1950s and in particular reminds us about um, the National School which as Barry said has partly disappeared and uh, has left us with a lot of folk out there that are doing some very interesting things and Barry is a good example of that so Thank you very much, Barry, for your time and sharing your memories.
1: Okay, you're welcome, Eddie. Nice talking to you.